One of Australia's most notorious terrorists, Abdul Nasser Benbrika, is waking up a free man in Victoria this morning after nearly two decades behind bars. He was imprisoned after being found guilty of leading a terror cell plotting to blow up landmarks like the MCG and the Lucas Heights nuclear reactor in Sydney. For the next 12 months, Benbrika will be subject to electronic monitoring with limits in place on who he can contact as part of his supervised release into the community. For more, we're joined now by Dr John Coyne from the Australian Strategic Policy Institute. Uh, morning to you, John. Uh, now, John, Ben Breaker, you have said, is one of our worst ever terrorists. Do you see that he is still a threat to the community? Um, good morning, Mon, and Merry Christmas, and absolutely. There can be no doubt that Mr Ben Breaker um, was a central player um, a charismatic player in encouraging um, Australians who had been radicalised to attack and kill people here um, on the basis of the simple fact that he was an that he wanted to target and kill Australians. For 18 years during his detention, um, he was found to be a high risk. In April last year, his assessment found that he was to be a high he was a high risk. Now, um, the most recent assessment says he's a medium risk um, to low risk. Um, that's hard to believe that such change has occurred all of a sudden. All right, let's talk about the rehabilitation programs because we have an internationally renowned terrorist expert, Greg Barton, on this program regularly. Interestingly, he has said, look, he's been making great progress with the rehabilitation programs and he actually agrees with this court decision. What sort of faith do you place in the de-radicalisation programs that he's taken part? Look, you know what? A lot of offenders, Mon, they will go through and be rehabilitated. There can be no doubt about that. Um, however, on this occasion, it is going to be a long and drawn-out process. Secondly, and for your viewers and for Australians, um, people place a lot of uh, faith in the idea that uh, these extended supervision orders are foolproof. Now, we have seen time and time again internationally and domestically that offenders who have bracelets, who are being supervised, can still undertake horrendous attacks. Um, we saw this in Adelaide a few months ago with an Australian woman who was sexually assaulted by someone who was wearing a bracelet who had been released from immigration detention. So I think the first part in answering that question is, is that, um, you know, these extended supervision orders are not 100% guarantees that someone will not undertake a horrendous attack against Australians, nor that they won't encourage others to do so. Um, now, when it comes to his rehabilitation, he is going to find himself um, in what most people will identify as counselling. So one-on-one -on -one counselling with experts who are sitting there going through and exploring, just like talk mm. therapy, exploring his belief system and going, you know, how do we unpack this and change it? All right, Dr Joan Coyne, thank you.